Hello, everybody. Welcome to Camp Codger. Join us as three old guys share their often humorous, occasionally inspirational, and sometimes serious insights into this crazy experience called the Golden Years. In the first episode, we tried to stay focused on the strange habits of old people, including a discussion of prune consumption by the post-65 generation. In this follow-up episode, we try to stay on topic, habits of old people but we quickly meander off into the weeds and ramble on about aging and generational differences. I got one for you, Gary, because this was on the official list. Doing the New York Times crossword puzzle. <laughs> it, it's, on, it's on my list, too. And I, do. I, I wrote that down because I know you do that. Well, several things are important in the morning. How are the synapses firing? Have I got it all together? And I go do the New York Times crossword puzzle. Okay, I made it through the morning. I'm awake. My and brain, your is, brain is working. My brain, my is, brain working. is working. <laughs> and it's a great feeling. I even check my time. I okay, I, I know you measure everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it. <laughs> Which is great. All right, do you do the puzzle because it's fun or because it's good for your brain? Mm. Actually, it's fun. Again, I do the mini crossword puzzles so because I don't have the attention span anymore to do the full one. So I'm good for like two minutes. And I can get it done in anywhere from 45 seconds to two minutes. And I figure, okay, great. I'm alive again. All right. Well, that's definitely an older person's approach to <laughs> <That's> life. <laughs> hey, Randy, I want to take you up on something you just said about, about Gary, about his measuring obsession. I find that only since I've been... Re- semi-retired or retired only in the last four or five years, do I want to measure or keep track of my exercise? Now, I, I have been active all my life. I think you guys have too, but I never wrote it down. I just, every day I did exercise every single day. I played basketball. I ran, I walked, I went to the beach and surf, body surf, whatever it was. I did it. I did not record it. But now I record my exercise, and when I screw up with my electronic recording, like Strava, when I forget to put it on, I'm not happy. I am not happy that I failed to record my exercise. So this is something that's only come on the last four or five years. It's uh, now an obsession that I do get exercise rather than just a natural, oh, I'm going to go out and shoot baskets or, or run around the track or do whatever. It's a different uh, headset now. Comments? I, 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 love, I love that you're recording that. Um, I just started this, I don't know, it's kind of an experiment. I've got a lot of things in the day I want to do that are supposed to either be good for me or uh, fun for me to do. So I, I created a, an Excel spreadsheet for my personal <laughs> care activities, right? <laughs> Including like taking my morning pills and taking my afternoon pills and taking the dog for a walk and doing yoga and all this all this stuff that I'm either supposed to do or is supposed to bring me joy, right? And I'm recording that on a paper document so it's in front of me mm-hmm. during the day so that I'm reminded, oh yeah, I, I should do that. And so I think we're all, all three of us guilty of, a certain amount of recording things. But Randy, do you track. say you do it on paper or you do it on the screen? I do it on a piece of paper. Oh, wow. And it kind of follows me 
in, uh, through the day. Like I'll put it on the, the kitchen counter and then I'll put on the, uh, on the desk counter. And I'm old school. I mean, the truth of the matter is sometimes if it's not in front of my face, I forget to do right. stuff, right? I think that's... And so with the screen, you know, using the phone as, as an example, it goes dark. You know, yeah. if you're not using it, it goes dark and then I... Then the, the list goes away, right? <laughs> where, not, did it, where did it go? Where did it go? <laughs> oh, my God. And, Richard, that's a good cue for me because one of the things I looked at when I was kind of jotting down some of the things I wanted to talk about and some of the things I do is how many of them are paper-based. In mm, my yeah. personal list, it's like I've got a, I own a phone book. I've got a, a, a paper wall calendar. I've got a Rolodex, those little three by five cards or whatever they are. Rolodex? What's what's a Rolodex? Say exactly. (laughs) Most people don't even know what that is. I still own one, right? I have a lot of paper in my life still. And that is definitely an older generation thing. Yes. Funny that there's things that you you fight as you get older. And I've been fighting paper. You've been fighting paper. I embrace paper. (laughs) He's loving his paper. And I'm thinking, oh, God, if I read something down on a piece of paper and I put it down, I won't remember where it is. So then I've lost my list, right? If I keep it on my phone, got it knocked. I figured out where it is. It's in my pocket. Unless I misplaced Mm -hmm. my phone, of course. Yeah, but actually that's a good point. I mean, it's a matter of controlling access and making sure you have access to your Mm -hmm. list, right? right? So it works for you better to have it on your phone. But I'm the geek, and I and I, I embrace that. I, I know who I am. I know what I do. So I'll I'll accept the fact that I, I've gone digital, unlike most of most of my peers. I'm thoroughly yeah, well, digital. The truth is, you're you're a lot more digital than a lot of folks listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> Speaking of folks listening to this podcast, one of the tests of if you're getting old in my mind, is driving under the speed limit. You're on the freeway and somebody's driving 65 instead of 75. You're almost willing to bet that person is over 65. And I've decided I am. How about drive your age? No matter what, drive (laughs) your age. Drive. That's my mantra. (laughs) The minimum speed you drive at is your age, right? You can go more. That's fine. But you can't go underneath (laughs) your age. So this is it. The new mantra is your minimum driving speed is your age. I know, Richard, you've got the BMW, so it should work out fine. Oh, my. I can't tell you in the drive across from Santa Fe to L.A. a week or so ago, I averaged 37.8 miles to the gallon. Oh, I thought you could say miles an hour. No. <laughs> well, actually, it was both. It was both. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me bring up something uh, that's kind of a, I don't know if it's a habit we fall into or a, con- a circumstance, a condition. Do you find yourself referring to events or experiences that took place during your life that a younger person, when you're in discussion with them or whatever, are clueless? about what you're saying. If you talk about 9-11 even, 9-11, if you think about it, that's 2001. There's an entire generation that's going to college now that was not there at 9-11. They were not born yet. You think about that, you think about things earlier than that, the Central American Wars, the Man on the Moon, 
Vietnam, all kinds of things that took place in the last half century that people who are born in even 1980 and later, they are not going to know or have reference to. It's kind of astounding. As a part-time teacher of 20-year-olds, I am more and more cognizant every day that my experience has nothing to do with theirs. There is a gap the size of the Grand Canyon between my reference points and theirs. Absolutely. And I don't understand their reference points at all. (laughs) I mean, really, I haven't followed uh, pop culture in 20 years. So whoever's on on, uh, the hit list of, you know, the hottest songs and videos in the country, I have no idea who they are. I don't, I just don't have a commonality. And so- yeah, when we when we use our references on the younger generation, they don't know what we're talking about. But that's always been with every generation throughout time, right? But I mean, but it's the, weird when you're all of a sudden the old guy bringing up things that, that you thought no, everybody knew, right? Like Richard said, I mean, nine eleven, or you know, I remember as a kid watching the black and white TV live coverage. Of Neil Armstrong on the moon. Yes, yes. Talk to somebody, a a younger person, and that includes like Generation X and and millennials. They think you are ancient, just just for even knowing that, and for and they have no idea who Neil Armstrong was. Yeah, it's like who's that guy? Was was he a bodybuilder? Who was that? (laughs) (laughs) Was he a wrestler? (laughs) Good point. But now that comes to another thing. You, Gary, you asked us to talk about habits that we weren't so happy about. Not necessarily happy about that we acknowledge we observe. We, we, these habits are part of our lives. Of, of the older generation. But a habit that I'm going to continually, persistently try to break is only talking to people of my own generation. Only having to do with my own generation. It is a bubble that we create for ourselves or that maybe is created for us by the rest of culture and society, but it's not a great bubble. I think it's a very limiting bubble uh, that we place ourselves in or are placed in, and it's hard to find ways to interact with people that aren't of your own generation. I love that idea of being aware of that situation and trying to reach out to the younger generation. Cause I think they have the same problem. They have the mm. same barrier to enter a conversation with us. Mm-hmm. If we can be the ones to reach out, maybe we can, um, I don't know, smooth over the, the, the generational differences and have them understand us a little better. So the, the, this list of things that we're talking about, the old people list that we all kind right. of, we all admit to in some way, then it's not as, as foreign to them. Well, they, mm. they might understand it better. I, I love that idea. Really? I, I, th- I think uh, Gary has technology telling him that there's somebody at the front door. Uh-huh. That's technology that didn't exist when we were kids. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Having a little voice, a little voice come on his phone saying, there is someone at the front door. <laughs> The thing is that our senses were so much sharper that we heard knocking. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And, and our our dogs also helped, right? That's right. Which is the dogs, right? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of talking to, to younger generation, our neighbor 
just dropped by some peaches. And one of the things this, this article that we, uh, we, we all read talked about is closed with this idea of thinking that we're younger than we really are. <laughs> and it's truly, really true. I know what it is for me when I'm talking to Stuart, who's early 40s. I see myself as a middle-aged guy. Mm. I don't see myself as a 73-year-old guy talking to a 40-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. I, in, in my mind, you know, we're just a couple of guys who know each other, right? But he's got to look at me and say, oh, who is this old fart? I hope he doesn't exactly. do that. Well, I remember the first time that I was classified as old by somebody in a younger generation. I was at a hotel uh, for a business conference, and there were a group of um, young ladies who were all dressed up for some event, wearing party dresses and stuff. And uh, one of them approached me and said, excuse me, sir, could you take our picture? And I said, <laughs> "Sir, oh, man, I have officially graduated into an older generation. <laughs> sir, sir was Randy, you're on it. That is exactly <laughs> right. Just yesterday, I was on my walk and passed somebody and a, a young a young man, and he says, "How are you today, sir?" Well, exactly. I don't call anybody man. sir. I never have called anybody sir. <laughs> but I guess I'm old There's enough. Not, you know what? You never you never lived in the South, and I can tell that. <laughs> no, if I you haven't. didn't say sir. If you didn't say yeah. sir when you were addressing uh, uh, any man over 18, if you were a teenager or something, you were... You were chastised. You, mm. Seriously chastised. You always use sir but, when you're but, addressing somebody. But the truth is, Richard, we are, we are now in the sir generation. We yeah. don't refer to anybody as sir, but we're being referred to as sir. And boy... Talk about feeling old. <laughs> yes, of course, yes. of course, Richard. Taking uh, that you're on my walk. Think about that. That's something that a millennial is probably not going to say. I'm out for my walk because that's a form of habit, right? <laughs> uh, only adult people our age have these persistent habits. Every morning oh, we're going to do this. That's good. I mean, I think of millennials as being more random in their life than probably Gen, Gen probably. Zs and. Is spontaneous, not, more spontaneous. Exactly, they're jump. They'll jump into things more readily than than I probably do at this point. I like the routine and order of my age. Well, one of the last things I want to talk about it from my list is not considering yourself old. I think that's an older person defense mechanism, and I think it's something that we, that we all kind of grapple with. You know. Old is 10 years older than me. Right. Maybe 20. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I think we all tend to not consider ourselves old because we don't feel that old. That's good. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, you know, the technology of nutrition and exercise and all this stuff has helped us be young longer. Right. And people are living longer. Right. So in your 60s and 70s, you don't have to feel like you're old. And that's a real blessing. I'm going to hang on to that one as long as I can. I like that that's a lot. That's a good habit. I, habits of the old is, is denial. Happy denial. There's nothing wrong with happy <laughs> denial, right? <laughs> or pleasantly demented. Randy, <laughs> I, think you're exactly, I think you're right. And I think it's uh, interesting when you look around uh, at the number of people our age, especially my age, I'm at the upper end of all of us, 
that there are so many of them that still have fluidity in their walk. They're not, their gait is not hampered. They're not stooped. They're psychologically cognizant. You're right. I mean, I look back on my parents' generation and old there was a different older than we are. It's, there's no question about it. And, and more people, uh, I think, are working longer, uh, engaged in the world of work than my parents' generation, where everybody wanted to retire at 65 and not a minute longer. They wanted to just get out and that was it. You know, and the government, Social Security and all, expected their lives to only last another five to seven years, right? You died in your early 70s, mostly. Um, and now we've got people well into their 80s and uh, and 90s. The fastest growing generation in America are the 85 plus group. So I, th- I think you're right that older is, uh, you don't have to settle for old. Certainly not as, as early as the older generation to us, you know, they were old at 75. I mean, and, and honestly, they, like you said, they didn't have much more life expectancy to look forward to. So no. I, I'm, I'm certainly thankful for being old now <laughs> in this generation, you know? Don't they have that new phrase, the active old? Isn't that the phrase now? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I feel like the, the spokesperson for that generation because that's, that's <laughs> where I want that's to that's where I want to be, right? Yeah, that's mm. right. Well, that's a good way for us to end here in terms of we've, we've come full circle. We started with things that are really fun about being old or at least things we can make fun of, some of which we, we admit to and some of which we don't. Yeah. Um, but the concept of not considering yourself old, I think, is something that we as hmm. podcasters are going to talk about over and right. over again because we don't want to, we don't want to feel old even as we get old. Join us next week as we explore how to make friends in your golden years. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up at campcodger.com to receive email updates about new episodes. As always, we would be delighted if you left a comment below. You can also join the fun by checking out Camper Corner on our website.